You're listening to an Apple Viz podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Thomas Nomville, also known as Anonymous. In this podcast, I'm going to do a demonstration and a walkthrough of an iOS app called Perplexity. It's a free iOS app to use, no in-app purchases, no subscription, and no ads. So what is this? Well, some of you are going to start banging your head on the wall, I know. And I know we are just getting to that point of AI burnouts. Not me, but some out there I can imagine are probably getting tired of a lot of these AI apps that are coming out they are coming out of the woodwork but i couldn't help not doing one because this is the newest one on the block and it is something that i am now using every day unlike the ones i mentioned before in previous podcasts so in a nutshell what is this this is taking advantage of the open ai technology of the chat gpt yes it's the same chat gpt you've been hearing about and it's been out for many months now and i've done a couple podcasts covering this in more details one of those apps is called chat gpt which is by the open ai themselves that's the official app but the downside is is that the free version is using what we call the model 3.5 and that is important to know which model you're using that will tell you the type of answers that you get back from the ai so you're having these conversation with the ai you ask any questions you want you can ask for recipes you can have it help you for resume could you help me rewrite this essay or you could ask various questions. Why is the dark side of the moon called dark side? All sorts of different things. And you can probably imagine that is why I use this so much. Because it is way easier to ask this than on your Ahoy Siri, which I don't want to activate that word. And the A-Lady, which is another one. And sometimes those responses aren't great, right? But I can guarantee the chat GPT is there to come to the rescue. However, once again, the Model 3.5 tend to be less accurate, more fluffy, and sometimes it gives you hallucination information. But if you ask for straightforward questions, like the other day, I was putting up a bed frame for my son and I forget the width of the queen size mattress. So I asked a handy dandy chat gpt was the width of a queen size bed i got the answer of and then i was able to put the bed frame down and measure that out so certain things i can rely on it without too much of an issue of getting any type of hallucination yes it does have an in-app purchase in the chat gpt for 20 bucks a month which is a little high for me and something that i can't justify that i will use it enough to take advantage of the GTP4, which brings along the Microsoft Bing, which I introduce you to the Bing chat app, which takes advantage of the latest, greatest GPT-4 without any subscription. However, as you heard in that podcast, it's clunky and it's not very accessible as in term, they did not make it accessible enough in my thought that I could deem this totally accessible. But the best part is that I didn't have to shell out 20 bucks. I was able to use the GPT-4. Then comes Perplexity, which is a whole new game. 
and it now replaced my Bing chat on my home screen, which is right next to my chat GPT because I still love the chat GPT interface. Simplicity is I love the haptic feeling. There's pros and cons to both of these, but perplexity, the bonus, what I really truly love about it, it doesn't ask for any credentials, no emails, no phone numbers, no nothing. So in other words, you download it, double tap it, open up, voila, you're ready to ask a question and it gives you answer. Boom, that easy. Sure, there's pros and cons of having emails for example, the Bing chat will require you to have the email. And that is because it stores all your history for you to be able to obtain later if you need those history. The downside of that, of course, is that they grab your emails. They can send newsletters and other spams and stuff like that. So you can see where this is going. So perplexity doesn't ask for emails or anything like that. The interface is beautiful, way simpler than the Bing chat could ever possibly do. So I'm going to introduce you to perplexity. I hope that that is going to be a good enough reason and why I decided to do a podcast on this. And if you're using Bing chat, I'll be curious what you think of this instead. Perplexity. Double tap to open. Okay, let's just get going here. One finger double tap to open up this app. Perplexity. Dust cloud headed to the U.S. A dust cloud from the Sahara is headed towards the United States, potentially darkening skies over Florida and Texas this weekend. The cloud of dust. Okay, I'm going to put a pause there. Now, why is it jib-jabbering about something I haven't asked a question? And did you notice that? It's current event. I'll explain that in a few moments. So let's always start at the top here so I can give you an idea how the interface looks like. That's the best way to introduce you to a app that you never used before. So let's go to the top half of the screen, four finger tap at the top half. Perplexity. And that gives you the location at the very top left. That's where we're gonna start at. As you swipe to the right. Invite button. You have the invite at the top right hand corner. That allows you pretty much what it says, invite. Meaning that if you absolutely love this app so much and I want to invite others to know about this app, hey, check this out. It will take you to kind of a share sheet where you can you do your typical thing. So you can email it to someone, send a message, or you can send it to uh, via platform like Facebook, Mastodon, etc. Let's go to the right here. Popular. Now, the reason they start talking is because it is... Um, chatting off on one of the popular questions that it has to offer for you to look at. This is a great way to see what other people are asking the perplexity at this time. And what I love about this is that it changes each time I come in. So I never really see the same questions, but here's some of the popular questions and the answer for those questions. Common reasons for lack of motivation. Common reasons for a lack of motivation include one, star, star, boredom, star, star, a monotonous routine or a... You get the idea there. PM 2.5 concentration meaning, PM 2.5 concentration refers to the amount of fine particulate matter in the air that has a diameter of less than 2.5 micrometer. Way over my head. Dust cloud headed to the U.S. A dust cloud from the Sahara is headed towards the United States, potentially darkening skies over Florida and Texas this weekend. And yes, it does current event. That's one of the beautiful thing about and that is it does current event and to the past where on the chat gpt if you do not pay for the subscription you use the free tier 
that gives you the 3.5 model, as I was mentioning before. The disadvantage of that, it only knows up things up to the year 2021. So if you want things current, this is the way to go. And that's why I introduced you to Microsoft Bing Chat was for that reason. Was Hieroglyphics the first writing system? Hieroglyphics was not the first writing system. It was invented in Egypt around five. So it gives you an idea of all the popular questions going on. Your threads. And if you go to the right, now you get to your threads. This is the same thing as uh, other apps they use as conversations or new chat or whatever. So obviously they use a different terminology here. So perplexity use what we call threads. So those are conversations or chats. And you are going to see the history of all the threads or conversation you had with the AI. Now let's go to the right here. History settings button. We'll be coming back to that to tell you what that does. Nothing here yet. So I cleared the history out on purpose for this podcast so you can see what the history looks like and how to access it. And we'll be getting back to that in a moment. Ask anything. Ellipsis. There is your edit box. That's your text field where you can insert your questions or whatever have not. That is located at the bottom left-hand corner. So we are going to do one finger double tap on that. Text field is editing. Insertion point at start. And that allows us to make sure we are in that box and it's ready to go. I'm going to use my handy dandy dictation. It's always simpler. If you like to type out your keyboard, you can do so, which pops up in the bottom half of the screen. Type out the questions or what you are wanting to uh, have a conversation with OpenAI with. To use a dictation, I'm just going to simply do a two-finger double tap, what we also refer as a magic tap. And from there, I can dictate what I want to ask. I'm going to ask a slang word that we use here called sleep tight. I'm going to ask about the meaning of that. What is the meaning and the history of sleep tight? Inserted, what is the meaning and the history of sleep tight? As I want to know where that slang came from, so as you swipe to the right, close button, you get several options. You're going to repeat here. You have a close. It means you want to cancel out. Type a question, a keyword, a topic, a name, or anything you want to learn about. All right. Close button. It's a close button again. Submit button. And then we're going to submit. Now, for those that use the keyboard down at the bottom half of the screen, you'll have to find that submit. It's about halfway up the screen and onto the right side. So I'm going to submit that, and that's going to send it out to the GPT for it to figure out the meaning in the history of sleep tight. What is the meaning in the history of sleep tight? Now, as always, let's go to the top half of the screen here so you can get an idea what this screen looks like. Four finger, single, tap, top half. Back button. You have the typical back button at the top left. Now, what makes this beautiful and different from the other GPT apps that I've done is that once you hit the back button, the beautiful part is that allows you to leave that conversation or the chat. Meaning those other apps, I had to double tap new topic or I had to double tap new chat. When you hit the back, you go back to the main screen. You are now essentially ready for a new chat. I love that. So I don't have to find those buttons to do a new conversation. Thread. Share this thread button. Top right is to share. 
Again, this is very much like the invite I sent you to the share sheet where you can share that with yourself, friends, coworkers, and such. What is the meaning in the history of sleep tight? Okay, so there's a question that I ask. Perplexity. Let's see what perplexity comes up with. Now, it's going to look a little different, and it's almost like a Wikipedia style. And this is why I really love this so much. And I'll explain what the layout looks like. The phrase sleep tight means to sleep well and undisturbed. Main. Landmark. Two. Link. Okay, so we got the meaning of sleep tight, and then it gives us a number two. What is that? Very much like Wikipedia, after it states a fact or information, it follows by where did it pull that resource from. So this is what I love about it. I can see where it's pulling from, and that is a link, and it's number two. And that is because below we are going to have a list of links where it pulled in the name of the website. If you want to go to see where it got pulled out, there's number two. You double tap that and it'll bring up a web browser of the page and site where it found that information. Five. Link. So it pulled it from two and five. Period. The word tied in this context means soundly slash properly. Two. Link. Five. Link. Period. The phrase can be traced back to Shakespeare's use of tight to mean stable, secured, and soundly. One. Link. Period. The phrase sleep tight was first recorded in Susan Bradford Epps's journal, entitled For Some Eventful Years in 1866. 3. Link. Period. The phrase was used to say goodbye to her diary, sleep tight and wake bright. 3. Link. Period. The phrase is often said to date back to the time when people slept on beds made of rope. 4. Link. Period. If the ropes were pulled tight, the bed would be more firm and comfortable to sleep on. 4. Link. Period. However, this theory has been debunked by Gary Martin's research for the phrase finder. 3. Link. Period. In today's culture, the word tight can also be synonymous with snug. 3. Link. Period. Therefore, sleep tight can also mean sleep snugly. 3. Link. Period. And, this answer is accurate. Button. So i give you an idea. Now, some may be put off that I have to swipe to the right a lot. But, the pro is of this, what I really love this about it, is not only does it show me the resources and where it's pulling it from, but you notice there's some inconsistency about it. And this is what I love about this app is that if it shows you several different answers or in there, you can kind of get an idea where the inaccuracy are coming from and what resources. So in other words, if it's pulling from, say, like Wikipedia, I am not going to always believe what it says. But if there's another site and resources pulled from, I'm going to like that. It's way better than getting the chat GPT answer, meaning that it just dumps you an answer and it seems like it's totally believable. Most of the time it is. Sometimes there's some inaccurate information within that and you would never know, right? Unless you have some weird inkling or feeling that is inaccurate. So this just breaks it up a little bit more. So if you are one of those who just wants an answer, not all the swiping, then you probably want to stick with the Microsoft Bing Chat or the ChatGPT, which is why I keep ChatGPT around. Sometimes I just want to get the information quickly, and I'm not here to find all the factual. I just need something quick and easy, like the what's the width of the queen-size mattress, for example. So you can see why I go back and forth to both of this. This answer is inaccurate. Tap to give feedback button. Now the two options here, you can say yes that is accurate that allows 
the company to know, okay, so that gave you good information. Thank you so much for double checking that. And that way I can keep that in tab. If somebody ever asks that question again, I'll give them that answer. Otherwise, if it's inaccurate, which is kind of cool here, if you do this, it's not right. Double tap that. It's going to give you a list of things like, what did you not like about it? You can say, well, it didn't really answer my question. It's inaccurate or it's misleading and et cetera. So there's different categories. You can tell them what is not true about this. Copy button. And then the copy. Now, co this copy button is different than the top right. And that is because this copy just copies that question and answer only. If you want the entire threads, all the questions and answers that you've had in the same conversation, go to the top right and double tap that, and that will share the entire threads. View list button. Okay, so here's this view list I was telling you about. It had one through five, I think, maybe a little bit more. Let's find out. And this is going to show you what resource it pulled it from. One, no. Two, org. Three, Indiana. Four, Thediums. Five, Retainer Explained. Six, Straight Dope. So you get the idea where it's pulling it from. And of course, you can double tap on any of these items to find out how and where it pulled the information from. Related. Now you can do follow-up related questions. So it uses AI technology to figure out some possible follow-up questions to that questions you had. Other phrases or idioms that use the word tight button. How did people sleep before the invention of the coil spring mattress button? How did the phrase sleep tight become popularized button? Ask follow-up ellipsis. And then we can do a follow-up questions here. Now notice that this text field is now at the bottom center. And we're going to be coming back to that as I'm going to ask a different question so you can see what a follow-up question looks like. Let's go to the top left here. Back button. Double tap. Back button. Perplexity. Now let's go to the center part where it says your threads. Your threads. Now we should have something in th this area. Go to the right. History settings button. What is the meaning in the history of sleep tight? The phrase sleep tight means to sleep well and undisturbed. The word tight in this context means soundly slash properly. The phrase can be traced back to Shakespeare's. One cool part about that, it takes all the links out so you don't hear that. So you can hear the complete answer from here if you like that approach. But the main point is that now it's a history thread. And you can double tap that and I'll take you right back to the conversation you had with that. What makes this a little different than the other GPT apps I've seen is that the other GPT apps only remember the main question I had. It doesn't have all the follow-up questions. This is different. If you double tap that, and if you have three follow-up questions, it's going to remember the original question along with the three follow-up questions. So that is the beautiful part about this. Let's go back left here. History settings button. The history settings is where you control the history. Double tap this. History alert. Your thread history. Clear history button. As you go to the right, I can completely clear out the history if I want. Disable history button. This is something I haven't seen is, is that you can disable the history threads entirely, which means I don't want it to ever retain what I have asked. Cancel button. And then we have cancel. Perplexity. Now, granted, because you don't have anything to tie this with, like your emails, for example, the Bing chat remembers everything you had ever had conversation with. 
that's good and bad. It's just up to you if that's something you want to pick up from your, say, on your computer. You want to pick up on the web browser and you want to go to that chat.bing.com. It'll remember and retain all the history from there. That'll be entirely up to you. I don't really retain any of the thread information. I'll pretty much go on. I don't ever have to go back to it. But if you're doing some uh, research and you're saying like that, I can see why you want to do that. Now, as I promised, I'm going to do one more question and I'm going to do a follow-up. I want to point out a few things if you haven't listened to other podcasts I've done on these AI things. Ask anything. Ellipsis. Double tap that. Give me the history about Chicago. Inserted. Give me the history about Chicago. Well, let's go to the right. Close. Button. Submit. Button. And I'm going to submit it here. Give me the history about Chicago. Let's go to the top. Back button. And to the right. Thread. Share this thread button. Give me the history about Chicago. Perplexity. Chicago is a city located in the state of Illinois, USA. Here are some key events and facts from its history. Main. Landmark. Bullet. Lists. The Chicago area was originally inhabited by a number of Algonquian peoples, including the Mascouten in Miami. 2. Link. Period. Bullet. The first known reference to the site of the current city of Chicago, as Chekagow, was by Robert de la Salle, around 1679 in a memoir. 2. Link. Period. Bullet. Chicago was incorporated as a city in 1837. 1. Link. Period. Bullet. The completion of the Illinois and Michigan Canal in 1848 created a water link between the Great Lakes and the Mississippi River, but the canal was soon rendered obsolete by railroads. Alright, now you can keep going to the right and find out more, but I'm going to show you something here. Bottom center, that is where you're going to find the text box instead of the bottom left. So when you're in a thread or an existing conversation, it's going to always be at the bottom center. Text field. Double tap to edit. Text field is editing. Word mode. And because you're in that conversation, it's going to remember that conversation. In other words, I am talking about Chicago. It knows I'm talking about Chicago. So now I can do a follow-up question without having to say about Chicago. And that's the beautiful part. It remembers and retain that. And that's why it's so important that you use the back button when you're ready to do a new topic. So otherwise you're going to be confusing the AI and it's going to keep thinking you're referring to Chicago somehow, some way. So you may change up the topic, but it's going to relate it somehow, some way with Chicago. So let's ask this. What is the current population and the average median age? Inserted, what is the current population in the average median age? It's going to know I'm talking about Chicago. Swipe to the right. Close. Button. Arrow up circle. Button. It's going to have an arrow up circle. That is the submit button. So I imagine that is that way because it wants to let you know that you're following up with the conversation up above, which is I discuss about the history of Chicago. Arrow up circle. Give me the history about Chicago. Now you just go simply to the right. What is the current population in the average median age? Perplexity. Now, for some reason, if it loses its space or a spot, you'll typically find the uh, follow-up question about three-fourths of the way down if you want to do touch explore. According to the search results, the current population of Chicago is approximately 2.7 million people. Main. Landmark. 2. Link. 5. Link. 6. Link. Period. The median age of the population is 35.1 to 35.2 years old. 2. Link. 5. Link. 6. Link. Period. And main. This answer is accurate. Button. And that gives you an idea how that conversation works as a follow-up. 
So that is the app called Perplexity. I hope it gives you a better idea why I did this podcast because it brings something different to the many apps that are available out there in terms of ChatGPT. As I mentioned before, now I have just moved my Microsoft Bing Chat right into the junk folder. And I replaced that with this and I located right next to my ChatGPT, the official app itself. So if I just want a quick answer to something and I don't want to piddly around with all the different links, I'll use the chat GPT. Otherwise, I'll use this. And this is what I use on a daily basis now. I absolutely love it. If you have not dabbed your toes into the water of the AI world of ChatGTP, I think you should. I think you'll be amazed because there's so many things you can do with it. You can ask for recipes. You can ask for the current weather. You can ask for help you with a resume or essays or ask just various questions like I do, such as tell me about the sun flare, why is they consider the dark side of the moon as it is, and in this case, what's the meaning of sleep tight? Or you can ask for all the albums and songs for your favorite artists. It's just a quick way of doing things better than going to the web browser and doing Google or DuckDuckGo search engine and have to kind of whittle down and to try to find your answers. And it's way better than Ahoy Siri because Ahoy Siri always leads you to a website, right? I just want to know the answer and I want to know now. And so this is another way and another choice added to your tool belt of something to look at and use. If you are a Microsoft Bing Chat user, I am curious, what do you think of this perplexity over Microsoft Bing Chat? What do you like about it? What you don't like about it? Leave it right on the comment right here on Applebiz. I'm interested and curious what you have to say. My name is Thomas Dama, also known as Anonymous. Until next time, bye-bye. This Applebiz podcast has been brought to you by the community of Applebiz.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applebiz.com.